This is The Culture Code with Kevin Cruz, founder and CEO of LeadX, the platform that helps you scale and sustain a high-performance culture. Hello, everyone. I'm Kevin Cruz. Welcome to Culture Code. I'm so excited because our guest today is the Chief People Officer at Seismic, Linda Ho. Linda, welcome. And where are you joining from today? Hi, Kevin. I am joining from sunny California, specifically San Francisco. Love it. We're on about three days of rain here in Philadelphia with New York City under flood watch. So uh, I wish I was in your part of the world, but hopefully we'll catch up to you soon. So, Linda, let me ask, just set the context. Anyone who's in tech, anyone who's in sales knows of Seismic, but there's going to be many listeners out there who are like, haven't heard of that firm. So tell us in your own words, what do you guys do? Sure. So here's a quick seismic introduction. We are a SaaS company. We have a platform to unite go-to-market teams. So for example, marketing, customer success, sales, united to enable collaboration, content management, learning, onboarding, insights, all in service of creating a better buyer experience as they work with their clients. So in a nutshell, we help teams get better in terms of winning deals. And how big's the company? Where's the headquarters? We are about 1,600 people. Um, we are across seven countries. We are headquartered in sunny San Diego, uh, California. Just for context, we're going to be talking about culture. And obviously, a big question right now is, return to work, hybrid, remote first, et cetera. Where has Seismic landed, at least for now? Yeah, so this is such an interesting topic and one that is top of mind, I think, for most companies. So prior to the pandemic, we really anchored on a few offices and most of our employees came into those offices. I think that's a pretty similar story with many tech companies out there. With the war for talent, as well as COVID, we started to expand and we saw so many benefits to expanding outside of our core offices. We saw improvement in terms of our DEI, specifically our representation. We saw greater access to talent pools that we didn't have access to before. And so we've continued that trend. We are decidedly a hybrid workforce. About 40% of our employees are not near an office and we'll continue down that path. We do not have a mandate to ask people to come into the office. We see office and in-person interactions as really an intentional opportunity to create connection, community, enhance creativity and engagement. I love it. That's important for all of us and listeners, you know, to, to keep in mind because it's extra unique about how do you foster culture in this sort of, you know, hybrid environment. But before we even talk about that, you know, culture is such a unique thing. Some people have a hard time even describing what culture is in a company. Seismic is very successful. So I know you have a very successful culture. How would you describe it to an outsider? It's a tough question to describe. So maybe I'll add some stories to bring it to life. I would use the words, we care. We care about our customers. We care about our employees. In fact, when we were rolling out our mission, vision, and values a few years ago, we did a few culture labs because we believe culture thrives, you know, the interactions, the actions, the behaviors, the stories that people carry with them. 
We wanted people to share those stories because values are not just words on a wall. They're how we live every day, the interactions that we have with each other. And I still remember this amazing story. Someone from our sales team, our CS team was saying during COVID, the pandemic, they were working with the customer and they were having a really hard time, that customer. They had to downsize their sales team. They had bought Seismic. They were trying to implement it. But everybody who was part of the implementation team, you know, either had COVID and couldn't work or were no longer with the company. And this engagement leader was literally in tears saying that I know this is good for my company, but I just can't get it through. And I'm worried about my job and my team. And our team jumped in. We went way beyond implementation. They did the work of the customer in service of ensuring our customer had a really good outcome. And the customer has then moved on to another company, huge advocates of seismic. But that's just the silver lining. I think the core of it is we care. We show up for our customers. We show up for each other internally. I've actually never seen more customers join companies as employees. So it's a really interesting fact. We have a lot of former customers who are now seismic employees because I think they're so excited about our product. They see what it can do and they want to be part of the journey. Yeah, that seems like the ultimate product solution testimonial. Like, obviously, they wouldn't join you if it didn't work or they thought you had a bad environment experience. They get to work with you closely as a customer. And then, you know, when the right opportunity presents itself, decide they actually want to be part of that team. That's such a, a unique culture. Talking about caring, that doesn't happen accidentally, right? You don't just hire a bunch of engineers, sales professionals, and this just organically happens. So what are the, some of the ways that you maybe teach new joiners about culture? How do you foster it and sustain it, especially as we've now all you know moved into this hybrid post-pandemic world? Share some of that. Yeah. I mean, we are lucky that it really stems from the top. You know, our president and CEO, he is the epitome of our culture. He is a founder. So we're a founder-led company, and I think that's unique in many spaces. Um, And he is a very authentic, transparent, and caring individual. Cares about the customers, has great relationships with them, cares about employees. He actually handwrites anniversary cards to every single employee with some tidbits about his interactions with them, words of encouragement. I mean, that's the level of care that he has. Frankly, I've questioned how long we can scale this for because <laughs> I'm, you know, a, a bit of a realist, but <laughs> I love that he brings that to the table. Some of the cornerstones of our culture is, for example, we have push pins. This is when we close a deal. Not only do we celebrate the closing of the deal, we celebrate everyone who has come together to make this deal happen, whether it's legal, finance, the sales team. We also celebrate our customers, the advocates within those customers that help us ensure that they realize those outcomes that our products deliver. So that's super exciting. We also have a Why We Win Slack channel. And this one's particularly close to my heart. I love Slack, but this one in particular, I look at, especially when you know we always have those down days, Because we tag the values that we have and we say, this is why we win based on these values and how we're showing up together, whether it's winning deals, whether it's a conversation that we're having with each other that's extremely vulnerable and a learning moment. We celebrate that in our Why We Win channel. And I love seeing our values come to life in stories. So those are just a couple of examples of our culture. But the one that I love and I think is pretty unique to Seismic is we have an event that we call Activity. 
We have to put it on pause for COVID, but the last time we had this event again, when we felt like it was a little safer, given the conditions, we had everybody together, all employees across the various countries for a week, and we took over Petco Stadium. Oh, wow. That was our moment to build connection, build community, completely unify around our strategy and really celebrate the humans who we are. And those types of events really are the hallmark of who we are as a company. And it's an everlasting, you know, impact like that activity. People talked about it for months and quarters to come and it really brought people together. Linda, you were spitting so much gold there so fast. (laughs) I'm going to hit the rewind button so that I can underline some things for all of our listeners. First of all, I mean, kudos to your CEO for writing, you know, so many anniversary notes. It reminds me of Doug Conant, former CEO of Campbell Soup, who is legendary for handwriting so many thank you notes every single day at the end of his day. And there's even an HBR article about the thousands of thank you notes that he sent. And not all of us can force our CEOs to do it, but we can always set that example, right? So, you know, I kind of challenge everyone to take up this practice personally. There's some magic in handwritten notes. There's some magic in personalization, whether it's a thank you note, an anniversary note. I think that's something that we could all aspire to. I want to ask you about the Why We Win channel, because I'm thinking even for LeadX, we have a Slack channel that has the very boring name of like client testimonials or something, right? <laughs> Yours sounds a little bit better than that. And if who's adding into that channel? Is it actually anybody who spots something related to values or somebody they want to show gratitude for? Like who's really posting in there? It's open to everyone. And that's the amazing thing because we all add to our culture and why we win is often because we win together Mm. because someone's showing up for someone else, whether it's providing feedback, whether it's pulling together to get something done, whether it's meeting a customer need that we were working around and wanting to accelerate it. I mean, that's how we win and why we win. We win together as a team. And I love that we anchor it on our values. That's great. Now, I'm passionate about manager training and leadership development because, I mean, I'm more passionate about employee experience and culture, but research suggests 70% of how we feel about work has to do with who our our manager is. You join a company, you might leave a bad boss. I'm guessing if you have about 1,600 employees, you might have 200 to 300 people managers. Pretty good guess, right? Been doing this for a while, Linda. (laughs) So, you know, especially the frontline, what are you doing to train them and support them in a way that makes them successful as managers and to foster this positive culture? I think there's two things. First is, I think it starts with mindset. So our employee value proposition is really a growth mindset and a beginner's mind. We want people to join Seismic so they can learn. They can iterate, they can make mistakes and make something better. So the idea of coming to Seismic to be a builder is very core to who we are. And I think that mindset is really important. So we ensure that our managers have that mindset and then we build upon that. No surprise, we're an enablement company. So we use our own product and we have a learning product that allows people to learn practice, get coaching, et cetera, within our platform. And we have what we call manager foundations with some core skills that employees can learn and develop integrated with how we work 
you know, some of the policies and practices at Seismic. So -hmm. that's sort of foundational for our first line managers. We also have manager forum because I believe that the best way to learn is also to workshop and talk about things. So you can do that in our platform, but it's also quite powerful to do that via manager forums. So those are sort of the building blocks, if you will, of how we enable our first line managers. And how do you know that, like, you're obviously getting business success, which means you're having success with culture, but how are you measuring that? How are you getting feedback about what's going well and, you know, where there's room to get even better? I I assume you're doing some sort of employee voice surveys or things like that. Tell us about those. Yeah. In fact, um, next week, we are launching our all-employee survey. We do it twice a year, and it's fantastic. We have 91% participation, which I'm really, really proud of. Out of all the scores, I pay attention to participation rate because it shows me a couple of things. People trust that we're going to take action from the survey. People prioritize it. And the reason they do is because leadership prioritizes it. So the 91% is amazing. And I'm really proud of that score. And I hope we keep it up. We also have pretty high engagement all around, engagement scores, manager scores, et cetera. The scores just help us understand where to focus. We have action plans from those surveys that we look at twice a year to ensure that we're trending in the right direction. So that's definitely a very important listening channel for us. We also have monthly town halls that our CEO hosts. They are just like him authentic, informative, timely, and they ensure that we're continuing to share information and cascade throughout the organization, but also listen to what employees want to hear from us, either through reactions via chat or information and sharing that they do as a follow-up to the all hands. And then I would be remiss to not talk about our communities of belonging. Mm -hmm. We have nine of them. They're basically our ERGs, but they cover a whole gamut of different groups. And those are really important vehicles for us to hear what those communities want and need and how certain programs and messages are landing with them. That's great. I really like that you emphasize one of the first things was participation rate and congrats on the 91%. We've been involved in employee engagement for 30 years with the world's largest employee engagement survey. And when I work with companies and see their company reports, I don't look at the engagement score first. I mean, it matters. I always go to participation because, uh, you know, if you have participation that's lower than 80 percent, it's either that the company's not actioning the feedback. So people are like, why am I doing this? Nothing ever changes. So it's a sign of disengagement. You're not even engaged enough to give your opinions. Or it's a sign of low trust. They don't believe that it's going to be confidential. So when you've got a 90 plus percent, which is very rare, I mean, without even looking at the score, I would know that that's a highly engaged workforce with high trust and a great feedback loop. So congrats on that. That's incredible. You, you've you shared so much, Lynn, in terms of like already I'm you know taking notes like crazy. And I think listeners, your peers are going to steal things like the Why We Win channel and, and other things. But is there anything else you want to share? You know, anything else that you're especially proud of or that you've gotten you know, really good results from? Two things. So I know return to work is top of mind for all of my peers. <clears throat> In almost every conversation I have with CPOs, CHROs, this is top of mind. And I'm really proud with how we've actually used our workspace, especially in our San Diego office, which is our headquarters. So we recently moved into a different space. 
we actually downsized the footprint of what we had before and we reconfigured everything. So gone is the concept of neighborhoods. In place, we have very flexible workspaces and I actually really love the flow of our workspace. So while it's smaller in terms of footprint and frankly, a bit of a cost savings for us, it's actually richer in terms of the flexibility and the amenities and what we can offer employees. So you walk in into a bit of a social hub so you can see who's in the office. Then you walk by meeting rooms, you walk by creative, innovative spaces, and you walk through different spaces that are really based on what an employee needs in the moment, whether they need social time, quiet time, meeting spaces, etc. One of my favorites is the concept of the library, where you want to work with people, but library rules remain, right? So quiet, not a lot of talking. So I love that we've created spaces to meet employees based on their needs and how they work. So if you have a chance, take a look at our, our site. It's beautiful. And I think it really is the future of work. I love that. I love that. This is a short format podcast. We don't have a lot of minutes left, but I do want to hit you with some shorter, maybe more fun questions, including, you know, if you can imagine for a second, I give you a magic wand, you wave it, and all your colleagues are guaranteed to read any book you send them or listen to any podcast you send them, or and they'll really take it to heart. That'd be amazing. So what would you send everybody? I love Angela Duckworth, her book, Grit. I mean, in transparency, full transparency, she actually was one of our external keynote speakers for our activity event. And what I love about that is the idea that passion and perseverance enable success. So yes, you can have an edge based on skills and ability, but you can develop that as long as you're passionate and you spend the time and have grit in what you do. So I love that concept. And it feels like if you can embed that in how you work and how you think about overcoming problems or opportunities, that can really accelerate you and team. So I'm a huge fan of her work and that book. Great recommendation in these times. I mean, it's sort of grit was necessary before the pandemic, certainly through it. Now in the age of AI and all the other disruption going on, it's a great thing to kind of develop at all times. And I'm also curious, what's something maybe that you know now that you would have benefited from knowing when you first became a chief people officer? Like if you could write a letter to a younger version of yourself, what might be some some advice or some tidbits? Good question. And I probably want to reflect on it a little bit more. But one thing that I want to do more of is when I first joined Seismic about three years ago, I did a lot of listening tours. Mm. I reached out to employees and we had plenty of forums for me to engage with them, whether it was one-on-one or in a group setting. As I started to get more comfortable in my role, I stopped doing some of those things. And I feel like that is so important. While we have vehicles like the employee survey and other vehicles, such as our open door policy, people don't naturally reach out to their CPO or their CHRO. You have to be intentional in cultivating that connection in that community. And, you know, based on our conversation today, I'm going to be more conscious of doing that because I think having an ear, really understanding how things are going for employees will help us create an environment where people can do their best work. One of the chapters in my last book, Great Leaders Have No Rules, is called Close Your Open Door Policy. And what it gets at is the whole idea of the open door policy when it originally came out was a good idea. But these days, it really puts the burden on the team members to 
to come in. And not everyone has that courage, you know, to do it. And so I think being proactive as a leader and walking through your open door into other spaces, into other people's office environments is so key. I'm going to steal that walking through your open door. I love There you go. There you go. We've been able to steal from each other today. That's always a sign of a good conversation. We're chatting here at the end of September. New year is only a quarter away. What are you thinking about? Like, what are some of your priorities for the year ahead? What will your team be focused on? Well, definitely some of the return to work aspects, right? How do we ensure how we work really emphasizes in this new way of this distributed workforce? So I'm really excited to continue to explore that, leveraging the different tools Mm -hmm. that are coming on the line with AI intervention, et cetera. The other aspect is career mobility and career development. So we've been talking about that at Seismic quite a bit. Up is not the only way. You know, frankly, titles, hierarchy, that's all company-specific stuff that you can't take with you. But what you can take are skills, experiences, learning. So we've really tried to embed that here at Seismic, and I'm going to push on that even more next year. I want people to feel like they have opportunities to learn and grow every single day of their time here at Seismic. And I think we have a role as employers to help them, and they have a role as employees to shape that experience. Seismic has grown and changed so much, even just in your time there with acquisitions and and new products and features. What's exciting you the most about the company right now? You know, our product is pretty exciting. In fact, we have a customer user event coming up in just a few short weeks. It's called Shift. And we're going to be unveiling a product roadmap. We've been talking about AI for several years. It's embedded in our product, but it's pretty exciting what's in store. And for me, why it's exciting, I'm in the people business. And what we do is we help people do their jobs better and in the best way, because we help shorten the cycles, giving people time to get back to their family, get back to their hobbies, whatever that means. And that really excites me because I feel like in doing so, we change the flow of work, we change how people work, and hopefully we'll change the future of work. That's powerful. We'll leave it there. Linda Ho, Chief People Officer at Seismic. Time is our most valuable asset. Thanks for giving me uh, some precious minutes today on a Friday, nonetheless. Thanks, Linda. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Culture Code Podcast. Are you looking to build, refine, or revamp a training program? We team up with companies like Northwestern Mutual, Cineos Health, and Duck Creek Technologies to roll out highly engaging training series for emerging leaders, new managers, women in leadership, high potential managers, sales enablement, and more. Check it out at leadx.org. What makes these series so uniquely engaging? We help you build a full system of development that leverages our cutting edge platform and world-class training. We blend together world-class cohort-based virtual training and group coaching, personalized nudges, micro-learning, and on-demand office hour style coaching. Go check it out at leadx.org.